We're live. We're live. All right. How are you? Wait. This will sound good. That was very fizzy. Mm, this podcast is brought to you by Heineken 0%. Doesn't get you drunk and doesn't taste too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in charge of that uh, promotion campaign? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was one of my one of my projects in, in college. We had to come up with a campaign. I've got to say, I feel quite strange now being in the same room as as you. Yeah, I I thought we were going to do some sort of cool movie reveal, but you just said it there. Yeah, we're in the same room for the first time ever. This is a momentous occasion. I'm looking right at you. Yeah, I don't know how this will go. <laughs> how are you now? Now that now that you're in the flesh, I'm good. I'm good. You look well. I'm trying to figure out how to. This isn't about me. I'm trying to figure out how to do it face to face. I'm looking right at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because the dynamic has been built on a digital level where mm. we had sort of some digital space between us. Now there's very little physical space. I mean, mm. I'm, I could I could kick you right mm. now. Uh, there's, um, there's a f- much less lag between your mouth moving and the, the sound <laughs> as well. It's almost instant. Your mouth yeah. moves and uh, and the sound comes out. Um, here, funny, funny story. It's just because I can hear. Uh, so we're in Killian's house now, yeah. which is very nice. Very nice house. Thank you. Um, you sinking into the ground. Yeah, but uh, I can hear some some youths next door it seems listening to some music not not too loud but last night i had to uh the first time in my adult life i had to call into my neighbors and make a noise complaint at, at, wait really yeah i had to call in at, at a quarter to one there was like probably about 20 people out the back garden all like drinking and shouting and playing Jesus. music and i just felt like such a loser God. I just called in. I had like I just put my shoes on, like with no socks, and it was raining. But I was just wearing a t shirt, and I went around, and some drunk person answered the door. I was like, "Hello, do you want to come in?" And I was like, "No, no, <laughs> want to come in?" Because they they assumed that I was like I was like part of the party or something, and then they were all just looking at me so confused. And I was like, "Could you guess such and such?" And then she came out, and I was like, "Hi, oh, it's a bit loud. Like, would you mind? I just have to be up early." And I just felt like such because you know, have you ever You're been an at a old par- now? I know. You're an old man now. Have you ever been at a party when that when someone does that, and you're like, oh, yeah, it oh. sucks. It's like, come on, we're not doing this every night of the year. Yeah, I know. And you always like the drunk mind is like, it's only, it's only quarter to one. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not that bad. What? How long did you give them to party? What time did you tell them to stop? Yeah, quarter to one was was okay. the time, which I feel is a respectable time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a weeknight? It was that last night. It was Halloween. Was oh man, it was Halloween. I know, and they're all oh. in costumes. <laughs> I think Halloween's a free pass, man. It's not a free. I yeah. I still had to go to college, and everyone else had to go to work. It's not a holiday. Like I don't know. I feel like Halloween's a free pass. I, it's 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 good that you're saying Halloween because that's a good way to segue. Yeah. Into uh, this week's set of movies, mm-hmm. we have a Halloween Spooktown special MK Ultra Film Horror Fest mm-hmm. Megathon. Um, on the way for you this week. We have a lot of spooky films that we went out and saw over the last couple of weeks and uh, we're really excited to present them to you. We should also mention that the reason this is coming to you after Halloween, we did actually record an episode before Halloween, <laughs> but we got we had some kind of um, ghostly-like interference. Yeah, there was uh, yeah, some sort of specter or puka or banshee got caught in the digital wires mm. and the episode did not come out. We it was, really apologize for the, that. I think maybe doing the Ouija board on air was probably <laughs> <laughs> probably not the seance probably didn't help with that yeah yeah no i have you ever seen a ghost no but i do i definitely had one time where i was cycling back we were we we're cycling back from wicklow and i remember we we had a, a pretty significant distance to go back it was like maybe like 20k and it was very dark and all we had was the bike light on the front of my bike which is a really cheap one and as we were going along, it was so dark, but as the little glimmers of light were reflecting against the trees, hmm. I was really like, whoa, I could really see how people in olden times would think there was yeah. ghosts and stuff. Because when shadows are reflected onto branches and bushes and stuff, it did keep looking like yeah, stuff was yeah. moving around. And I kept being like, oh my God. So you can imagine hmm. walking at home late on a late a country road yeah, late yeah. at night. You'd be like, oh, there's... People forget how dark it is in... in well, city, city folk like us forget how dark it is in the country. Yeah, um, it's fucking so dark yeah, out there. It's crazy. Um, I I haven't seen one, but I uh, or it felt like I was seeing one. But I have other than sometimes you just jump. You walk into a room, you see something, mm. you jump. But uh, I have heard what I thought was a banshee, which is I oh. think it was a fox. You know, when foxes oh, yeah, scream. Yeah. 
And uh, I've heard that. And I mm. thought like it was a, some sort of banshee. And that scared me when I was a kid. You know, banshees are so scary. They're still terrifying. That, that's what we, we discussed before. I think there's such a, a gap in the, the movie world for a really well-made Irish horror film about a banshee. Yeah, I think it's definitely. such a scary concept. And you oh. could make such a scary movie about it. Definitely. But because uh, And as I said, there's so many like films about Japanese or or Korean kind of folklore things mm. that are made into really good, scary films. Yeah. And there's loads of scary Irish stuff. And there's oh. never been a proper good Irish scary film about Irish kind of folklore stuff. Yeah. You, well, this is an idea. Let's do it. Yeah, maybe. Um, Kickstarter. And we're talking about movies, let's run into the first movie we did this week. Uh, big one. Doctor Sleep. It came out yesterday. Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A big, a big, a big film shining. One of the most loved... Uh, one of the most loved horror films of all time, really. So being a sequel to that, definitely a big film. But I I, I wasn't as nervous as I could have been going into it because it is based on a book that Stephen King wrote. So I felt that that would give it more uh, more weight. But I guess we'll we'll listen and see, see how it turned out. All right. Well, uh, this is what I thought just after coming out of Dr. Sleep uh, with Ewan McGregor in it, uh, the sequel to um, The Shining. Yesterday on Halloween night. Just got out of Doctor Sleep, uh, Stephen King's book, uh, the sequel to The Shining with Ewan McGregor in it. Uh, gotta say, I really enjoyed it. Um, it came out on Halloween. I know you're gonna see it later, so today is Halloween and I'm watching it. And it was a good spooky movie. I would say it's very difficult to watch it without comparing it to The Shining, but um, in terms of I don't know, The Shining was always this kind of puzzle you had to figure out, um, whereas this is much more of a straightforward thriller. Uh, there's no mystery involved, there's no like symbolism and things are kind of getting, and it's probably not quite as scary, but it's really creepy. The plot, I think, is really good. The concept of like Shining is explained much better than it is in The Shining, uh, the original film, and you're able to follow it really well. Uh, the drama is really good. The villains are really good. Um, the plot's brilliant. The young um, actress who plays the main role is brilliant as well. Hugh McGregor is always... He's so hes so good at playing the good man. His face is just such a good face. I, like, when I'm looking at him, I'm like, oh, there's Obi-Wan Kenobi, the good, the very good person. <laughs> he just has, like, kind of like a friendly, nice Scottish face that you trust and uh, is just trying to do his best. <laughs> Um, the music was really nice. I think it was really nice how they, they tied it and harked back to the old film, but they didn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like a tribute or anything like that, and it definitely didn't feel like I had to steal the tone of the previous film or even uh, try and mimic it in any way, because it definitely isn't the same, but it's good that they didn't, um, like there were some moments which were like the exact same shot of the previous film, and it's good that they did that, because if they created some sort of new reality, uh, it just wouldn't have matched with everyone's expectations. Um, one thing I'd be interested in is uh, what it would be like to watch this film if you hadn't seen The Shining. Uh, I guess we'll have to ask that on the pod, but um, it'd be hard to find someone who hasn't seen The Shining, but if we could find that person. I wonder if this film would have made sense. I think it would have, and uh, for the kind of impartial viewer, I think uh, this is almost more enjoyable than The Shining, dare I say that? Dare I say that? I think it was. Okay, almost more enjoyable than The Shining. Um, Big yeah, claim. as you could see, I kind of, I really enjoyed that film when I came out of it. Um, you went to see it as well. I saw, I saw it last night. So glad to hear you really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, let's let's listen to it to what I thought. So man, I just uh, just got out of Doctor Sleep. I saw that you sent me a voice message about it, but I haven't listened to it yet because I wanted to give my own opinion. But oh my fucking god, man, that film was shite unbelievably bad the fucking it was just such a fucking pile of shit it's it's unbelievable I actually I had to leave the cinema halfway through to just go and google how long it was because I was like I don't know how much more of this fucking rubbish I can take I don't even know like I don't even know what to say about it like it was just so Fucking shite. <laughs> like, it just... Started to finish. Like, literally from the start. As soon as I saw the, the main baddie 
the the woman with the fucking dreadlocks wearing a top hat. I was like, oh, oh god. <laughs> it was fucking awful. Like the 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 main group of baddies were all like the the fucking Johnny Depp guy and the girl who were, they were like a, they were like a shit X-Men like the film X-Men is already shit and they were like a shitter X-Men and then the fucking what like what what were their powers I don't know they seemed to be able to do anything they they wanted at any 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 time like they can read your mind they can fucking fly they can they can go back in time or I don't know if they can go back in time but they just like I was like, what are these people actually able to do? I don't understand. They can, like, what? And then the fucking, uh, I think that pissed me off so much was the the references to the original film were the most lazily done fucking things I've ever seen. There was literally just a 10 minute scene of him walking around the Overlook Hotel and then the camera would point at something that was in the first film. And not even like at random times, just consecutively, he'd walk into one room, red rum sits written on a wall. Okay, walk into another room, here's the bar that Jack Nicholson sits at. Walk into another room, here's the fucking hole from the Here's Johnny scene. And then I fucking played the Here's Johnny scene. As if like, as if to, like, oh, it's not enough that you see the fucking hole in the door. We're actually gonna play that scene. Literally play the scene from the first film. What the f- as if like, and that actually reminds me as well, like, so much of the stuff, they have these powers, but they kept explaining what the situation was. She'd be like, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you from inside your own head. I'd be like, yeah, I fucking know who you are, because that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole premise of the film. You can talk to people, like, you don't have to say, oh, my God, man, I can't. It was just fucking, it was too much, man. That film was fucking so bad. Man. I just listened to the first, like, 20 seconds of your review. What the fuck, man? That film was shite. What the fuck, man? It was total shite, Killian. Really bad. (laughs) But what were you watching, like? (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So that was my that was my initial review, but after mulling it over, I think uh, I think it was complete shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. A bad review is much more entertaining than a good review. Mm. And your mum got in on the action there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, man, I was I'm I'm shocked. So, that. what's your key uh, issue with the film after thinking about it now? And do you hate it as much? Yeah, okay. I, I thought it was absolutely terrible. I thought there was just so much wrong with it. Like, I, I think... it. it so, w- one main thing, I think, is it wasn't... I'm sorry, it wasn't really like a, a, a horror. It was more like kind of like a, a, a horror-esque science fiction film, mm. I felt like. And I think if you're, if you're making a sequel to a movie, you can't change the genre of mm. the film. So think about, like, I feel like that was the problem with, like, let's say Mad Max 3, where they turned it from, like, an, an action movie into, mm. like, a kid's film. Mm. Obviously, that's a pretty bad... But, like, I feel like it just... Okay, in saying this, I realize if if I say, oh, they changed the genre, it's different to the first film, I think it's different to the first film and it, in a bad way, but I also think as a standalone film, I just thought it was so, yeah. so rubbish. I guess for me, um, I I read a Stephen King book over the summer and I was really surprised at how different it was from, I don't know what I thought a Stephen King book would be like. Mm. And then I actually looked up some of his comments about The Shining and obviously he famously really didn't like The Shining. Mm. And then I uh, And then I saw this film and I realized that it was much more true to being like a Stephen King film, like a thriller. Like that's what he makes, these kind of thriller films. Uh, whereas The Shining was just kind of this weird uh, piece of work from the mind of Stanley Kubrick. And mm. it was really confusing. It was like this puzzle you had to unpiece. And I think if people are going into this expecting a sequel to The Shining film, they probably would be quite disappointed. Mm. If they're, What this is, is a, it's a sequel to the book, The Shining. Mm. It's a sequel to the book, The Shining. And... In terms of like plot, uh, in terms of like explaining what like The Shining as a concept is, I really felt like it just came through and it wasn't like this grand masterclass of uh, cinema. And I actually think, you know, it could have been spookier and they they missed out on doing things with like lighting and, and music and stuff like that mm. uh, to make it more darker and more scary. 
But uh, overall, yeah, I, th- I thought the plot was great. I really enjoyed it. So you thought the plot was great. Okay, mm. stop me when you tell me that I'm I'm saying something incorrect okay. about the plot, right? So the, the, the movie is about... Um, so the, the Shining, which is they also call Steam. Steam is The Shining. They call it Steam. So the Shining st- is just this ability that uh, everyone kind of has to some extent. It's this knowing. It's this ability to know and do supernatural things. Mm. So... People have this semi-psychic ability, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're these bohemian people with long hair who wear top hats mm. and have these strange seances. They live kind of almost like, like they all live in camper vans and they travel around the country mm. hunting down other people who are psychics so they can kill them and then eat their psychic abilities. Yeah, they, them. so there's a group, there's a vagabond group of vagabond, people, yeah, that's who, the, who have uh, lived probably for thousands of years, and what they do is they uh, they want to live forever, and the way they live forever is by eating the the shining out of people, and they usually eat it, get children, and they um, they take the powers of kills. So there's a lot of uh, killing of kids in this, which is pretty gruesome. There's some gruesome scenes there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess you don't like them. I thought it was a good, really good concept. Man, it's the, one of the the lamest things I've ever. <laughs> they all wear fucking top hats. Top hats. Only one person wears a top no, hat. No, the Johnny Depp guy wears a top hat, and fucking Doctor Flick or whatever his name is, Grandpa Flick. They all had such shit names. They all rose the hat, the crow. Yeah, Grandpa the uh, the Flick. main villain. One thing, the main villain is uh, this kind of yoga um, Irish lady. Why is she Irish? I don't know. <laughs> why is she Irish? Also, why, uh, why, like, she, she's just like a crusty. She's just like a crusty person that you meet in Berlin. She, she has to do yoga in order to channel her psychic ability. And yeah. then she sits in a little meditation seat with her fucking top hat on, doing yoga, <laughs> channeling in to, to read people's minds around the I world. Think, I think, uh, I think, like, I really liked her as a, as a main villain, but I, I just liked how they dealt with the the shining as a concept. And it was more the character of Ewan McGregor that I really liked, who is Danny from the previous film. Because he has all this trauma from his obviously traumatic past. Mm. And he is like an alcoholic and he's um trying to deal with that. And you have this really strong story of him. And then you have this nice cyclical thing where, uh, if you can remember from The Shining, Danny has this older guy who helps him sort of understand Mm. his abilities and then in turn um danny uh becomes that for someone else in the film and i like kind of this cyclical nature that it introduces and i love all the scenes with those two but um and then when they go back to the to the hotel i think it's great i love that they go back when they went back to the hotel it was a complete fucking mess (laughs) i fucking hate like it it reminds me a lot of Jurassic World. Um, so I think if you're going to do throwbacks to a film, like I think so, take for example Joker, which just came out. Mm. That had references to Batman, but it was never, it was never like, oh, you're Batman or whatever. Like mm. the bit where, where um, you know, okay, let's just say events happen that happen in the Batman mm. world, but it's never too like, this is a Batman thing that's happening right now. It's kind of, and I thought that was really good. But in Jurassic World, the thing that pissed me off was, the way they allude to the previous pil- film is there's a bit where they just find the old park and walk yeah. around in it for a bit and it's completely irrelevant and they're just like, we're in the old Jurassic Park now. Yeah. And in this movie, the way they allude to the old film, rather than doing it in a tasteful way, even if when he went to the hotel, he just saw the, he just but sparkled. I think you're missing something there with that. It's relevant to the plot that uh, that the character's trauma is shown and if you had not seen The Shining, which is why I sort of asked that question in my voice message, if you had not seen The Shining, um, I think uh, I think you wouldn't understand the character and like his backstory. Um, so, so it's like it's interesting. And yeah, I guess like putting playing the actual here's Johnny scene is a little on the nose, but I don't know. I, I liked it. OK, if you haven't seen The Shining, showing a wall that says red rum on it, what what are you going to learn from that? Well, you, I mean, you'll learn later on that, like... Uh, How it, did it ever explain what Red Rum means in that film? Well, you know it's what just, Red Rum means. It's just murder backwards. Yeah, but like... But if you'd never seen The Shining, you'd just go, it just says murder backwards on the wall. What, well, no, why well, is that significant? Well, I think uh, the Red Rum comes on the wall when uh, when a murder has taken place in the film. And that but goes it, along with that. They also show it on the wall in the hotel. They <laughs> zoom in on it in the hotel and it says Red Rum. <laughs> Why is that? Why does that happen? Well, then, I mean, I think that 
we don't want to give away too much of the plot. Why Why does it zoom in and a lot of it's centered around a typewriter sitting on a desk? The typewriter that Jack Nicholson is typing at. Yeah, that, uh, because, um, and it's interesting because you can see that the character, uh, Danny's father character was a writer. Also, you'll notice that the, the father character of the of the new main character in the film, her dad is also a writer. So you kind of have these like, you know, hmm. harking back and there's some lines and symbolism going on in there. But I, I think we're at the end of the road with this one. I don't H- think... Hold on. No, I still have more <laughs> stuff to say. The uh, <laughs> Another thing that annoyed me was Danny learned the rules and intricacies and limits of his powers out of nowhere. He went from being like, I don't know how this works. And suddenly he's like, oh, I'm going to try out this new technique with my mind powers. And like, where the fuck did you learn to do this I'd shit? I'd say he's learned to do it along the way. I mean, there's no there's nowhere that says he didn't learn. I mean, he's something like what? 35 36 maybe older 40s i mean he's definitely played around with his powers before he says i'm gonna try something and he's he also says in the film at one point i'm going to i'm gonna listen like i used to so he must have you know but he he at the same time he's an expert in it but it also alludes to him having not used that part of his mind since a very young age because that's why he's dr sleep the reason he's dr sleep is because he can uh, tell when people are going to pass on and he can give them information and when he touches people he can see into their past lives and stuff like that and he uses it he works in a hospice it's such a really nice thing he uses it as a hospice so he kind of mm. is very in touch with his powers he uses it all the time in his daily life one other thing the level of cheekiness of the main character pissed me off she said oh hi there about 50 times in the film <laughs> Oh, hi there. Every time she saw someone. The little girl. No, fucking Rebecca. What's her name? Ferguson. What is that her name? Oh, the uh, the, um, the The, main villain. Yeah. Oh, hi there. She keeps (laughs) saying it. And she also goes, oh, hi, handsome. She all, and I'm like, stop talking like that. Why do you have to keep talking like this the whole time? I was also like, oh, yeah. You didn't like it. I Uh, liked it. And I think. uh, You shouldn't have. And I think, okay, well, how about this? Okay. Can I ask you a question please do you think all right that everyone going to watch this film will hate it like you i think they no i don't and the only reason i don't think that is because i've already looked online and people like it but people like a lot of shit okay that's true um i i think like stepping outside of like how i felt about the film i think there were yeah some some things after having like sat on it for a little bit i do think like lighting and atmospherically it could have been a bit stronger but overall i thought like yeah it was a it was a it was a success i really liked it i love the acting in it overall i don't know if you can do a similar kind of step back from it and if i was to step back i would say i thought the story was shit i thought Mm -hmm. i thought the special effects were similar to something that you would see on the sci-fi channel i actually thought that the the story was as well <laughs> that thing where they, when they eat people's souls and their eyes glow it looked like someone yeah. had done that using like microsoft paint it was <laughs> it was proper sci-fi channel stuff um also just top hats anyone any villain apart from okay. the penguin from batman can't wear top hats if you want mark to like a film don't put in any top hats Mm-mm. okay unless it's set in 18th century london um a film that I did really like, though. Yes. Another spooky one was a classic that I'd never seen before, which was Rosemary's Baby, um, directed by Roman Polanski. So just watched uh, Rosemary's Baby. Um, really, really liked it. Thought it was so cool. Such a good film. Really preferred it to The Exorcist as well, actually. Really cool story. Um and again, like not 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 scary, more just like a spooky topic rather than a scary film. But just like I was kind of scared at one bit. I was like, oh, I know what's it going to be. But the story was really really good. There's there's lots of like cool details in it where you're like like there was kind of obscure details to things that you they'd mention stuff and you wouldn't think anything of it, and then later on it would come up again and you'd be like, oh yeah that's because of this thing or you know what I mean so like um yeah there's just lots of cool details and little plot things that that just seem like trivial at one point and like someone losing a one point someone loses like a scarf and you're like oh whatever they lost their scarf and then later on you're like oh the scarf and it's like yeah it's cool 
really really cool story funnily enough the the because the exorcist the main the character is uh an actor and in this the main character is an actor uh, just a coincidence i guess but um yeah really cool witchcraft I, the, the idea of like witchcraft existing in modern like cities because this is set in new york i think is a real cool thing that like there's still like occult witch societies living in in these cities and and are like powerful people are connected to the occult or whatever I, I really like that whole topic and in this it was done really really well i also saw like a super hd copy of it and it's uh because it came out in 1965 and yeah really good and the acting was brilliant in it as well and also rosemary herself in it her kind of transition from the start to the end like is so well acted but also the makeup and stuff is really good like at the start she looks kind of healthy and then she as she starts you know getting more um you know as the film goes on she gets like thinner and it's uh you know it's just yeah it's really good really well made cool film great story really enjoyed it okay you like that one i liked it a lot i thought it was it was very good objectively excellent (laughs) um yeah just just a a really good story and again very different to like uh modern horror films in that there was no there was a complete absence of jump scares and even i think an absence of scenes that were intentionally there to be frightening if you know what i mean like Ah, it was it was kind of like the, the story itself was so the story is basically about a girl she thinks, or, uh, or a husband and wife who, who live in an apartment and the wife then, um, she's in the house all the time. She comes to think that maybe her neighbours are involved with some occult kind of things and then she thinks that, that, that something might be wrong with her baby. She's pregnant. So that's that's the general setup of the film. She thinks something's wrong like the baby's possessed. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Um, So it's more like that story as it progresses it's more like the overall thing from start to finish is just a scary thing mm. and you, as as things happen but individual scenes aren't necessarily scary it's just more how people behave and how everything accumulates over time you're like ooh, yeah. what's this is all very strange um and it's really cool and and then the fact that she's pregnant as well m- makes stuff that isn't normally scary kind of scary because like, i guess pregnant women are, are you know they obviously yeah, seem very like vulnerable or you really yeah, want to yeah. like you know make sure they're safe yeah, and stuff and give your seat up for them on the yeah <laughs> so but like lots of scenes of her like running around or anytime she like if she it just if anything happens to her at all because she's pregnant you're like oh no yeah i sometimes see pregnant women dancing and i'm terrified i'm uh, like oh no what yeah. if you fall over yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah there's a lot of um i remember a lot of a lot of pregnant people in my yoga class in berlin when i used to do yoga and you know, obviously, fine that they're, they're they're fine to be there. But I remember one of them seeing one of them doing a headstand, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh God, don't fall down, pick up the baby." Yeah, but um, yeah, it's 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 just really cool and well done, and just creates this overall sense of "Woo, what's going on?" And then also, there's also an element of because she's in the house alone all the time, mm. you're kind of like, "Oh, is there even anything going on, or is she just?" kind of she's just moved to new city okay okay i love when films do that very psychological like yeah yeah so it's a suspense kind of uh spooky film or it's atmospherically spooky rather than there being jumpy jumpy things coming all the time yeah and like so to give an example of like it creates a lot of tension because let's say like it's let's so let's say she suspects the neighbors of being it's it me mia farrow so mia farrow she rosemary she expects she suspects the neighbors of being up to something so the neighbors come in and they're just being perfectly nice but because Mm. you know she suspects them being up to something even though nothing's happening in the scene you're like because of the 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 context behind it and her feelings towards them you're like oh this is so weird even though nothing (laughs) weird is going on which i think is just a really cool yeah yeah it sounds like hitchcock stuff it sounds like it's kind of like where the situation like nothing really dramatic is happening it's just two people talking to each other but because of the background the whole conversation is just so tense and mm. everything they say, you're like, oh God, something is going to happen. Something terrible. Yeah, yeah. And then like when it doesn't, you just like breathe this massive. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. It's, it's really, uh, 
really well done. I thought Amir Farrow in it was was brilliant as well. I think it's 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 one of those ones. It's one of those ones that I've been meaning to see for a long time, and I also think it was it was one that I thought was going to be something else. You mm-hmm. know, I I was expecting it to be more like more just like your typical horror film of like spooky witchy stuff and and it was it was a lot more slow paced and a lot more kind of interesting like Like, it's similar in a way that when you like i like that when your expectations are um changed by a movie or sometimes even when you go into a film and don't know what it's about don't know what's going to happen in it and then you walk in and it's just this completely new thing Mm. almost like when you went to the doctor sleep expecting it to be good and then obviously Mm. it was terrible (laughs) very similar for you (laughs) it's nice as well to to have to do a bit of do a bit of thinking in a film or not even thinking but like have films allude to stuff earlier as i said with the scarf and stuff Mm. Where you're not being oh, the scarf. <laughs> yeah. really like you're, you're not being like spoon fed stuff or like little details of stuff going missing or things happening or things that just seem completely irrelevant earlier on. Mm. And then later on you it it suddenly becomes relevant. And you're like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. And sometimes you spot them before. You're like, oh, I wonder if this is because of that. Yeah, or yeah. or I hold on to this. I notice that. I notice this. Yeah. That's what makes films um and we were talking about it before we started recording there what makes a rewatch of a film so good yeah. because you'll watch a film originally and it's uh, the first time is kind of for the experience of the film but the second time is when you get to notice all these little nuggets in a well-made film all these little nuggets that they've really thought about when they've mm. been making the film really carefully and you can go ah okay that explains this and oh i didn't notice she said that earlier and oh wait he was wearing the scarf in that scene but then obviously it came up later on i don't know what the relevance of the scarf mm. is but i'm trying to use it as an yeah, example yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's great. I'm I'm trying to think. There was another film where you're we talking about something similar to to what we're describing now, where you have to kind of do a lot of thinking and stuff. There was that. Um, I think Chinese film was it the uh, Shoplifters? Sh- the, yeah, Shoplifters. It was Shoplifters. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, was a Japan, Japanese, Japanese film. Yeah. Oops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was that one where you're kind of. It's going back and forth, or not even back and forth, but yeah, stuff stuff that you're like why is this going on and then you're like i see i get it yeah but um i guess like a film that's that's a lot more direct and goes a lot more for the for the jump scares would be uh <laughs> the would be the film that i watched uh by myself i might add on my own on a school night nonetheless halloween <gasps> john carpenter's halloween um with jamie lee curtis in the main role i watched this finally because um, it's one of the great Halloween uh, films. Mm, it's an uh, iconic, iconic. Yeah, it's movie. an iconic film. It really started the kind of jump scare genre. Mm, Before mm. that, horrors were much more suspense and kind of thriller esque. Um, whereas this film, really, like the slasher kind of jump scares came in, and I, uh, yeah, I watched it on my own, and I was, I was absolutely terrified throughout. I mean, very, very, very scared. Uh, here's what I thought. Just watched Halloween, the uh, 1978 original by John Carpenter with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in the main role. I'd never actually watched it before. Man, that is a Spooktown horror special. That's a very scary film. Sorry, I got cut off there, but um, I don't think I have much more to add to that, to be honest. Uh, Very scary, very enjoyable I guess I never really used to like uh, horror movies because they were kind of scary and I didn't really see the joy in it. But in that one, I really I saw how it can kind of be fun getting a bit spooked a bit. And it's nice watching these older horror films, which are more about jumpy, scary things rather than um, rather than people being possessed or supernatural things, which is what a lot of these kind of films are all about now is that like someone gets possessed by something or I don't know, there's maybe some supernatural element. Whereas in this, it's not like that. It's just like someone's going to get you. The boogeyman's going to get you. And uh, and he's creeping along and he's looking at you. And it's just really spooky and scary. And, and it's jumpy and it's brilliant. Uh, I really liked it. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is really good. It's got that nice suburban paradise with the babysitter. And then suddenly the killer's on the loose. And uh, he's got the mask on. And he's got the knife. And it's... 
it's got a lot of cliches in it, but maybe that's where all the cliches came from because it's done really, really well in this film. And then it has this soundtrack, which is just like, whenever you hear that music, you're like, oh God, someone's going to die. And they do die a lot. Good movie. Uh, 10 spookies out of 10 pumpkins out of 10. <laughs> yeah, God, that's a great movie, isn't mm. it? Yeah, really. Yeah, it's great. It, it, and it's a... Uh... It's still good. It's I, I I don't think you can get it wrong when you have, I don't know, that style of, and it's interesting we had Rosemary's Baby before, which is kind of this suspense thing. But then when you have a pure jump chase throughout, mm. I mean, Halloween, what I love about it, it's in that old style of film where you don't need all this character development. You don't need to paint a great picture of the context. Mm. You literally open up the film and it begins and the music do 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 starts then. And you have this uh, really interesting camera angles where you're kind of going from a POV perspective of the killer. And it's just like you're straight in Mm. from that moment right the way through to the end of the film. You don't get a break. You don't get to take a single breath of peace throughout Mm. the whole film. It's just like intense, uh, you know, slasher, scary, (laughs) you know, adrenaline pumping. I loved it. I loved it. Mm. And I, I I think what's interesting as well is like, because I guess special effects and stuff back then weren't as good, they kind of had to focus more on making the the spooky bits. Like, because I think nowadays yeah. films rely a bit more on just putting something super gory in to yeah. try and scare you. Whereas back then they were like, no, we're just going to have them jump out behind a bush. And <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty scary in itself. Like, the scariest scene is in daylight and it's him peering out from behind a bush. I yeah. mean, that's really, and it's funny because it could seem comical if it wasn't so terrifying, like mm. some sort of guy just, and I think it is used that image is used a lot of memes, um, like of him peering behind a bush because out of the context, it looks like the silliest thing ever. Yeah. But in the context of a film with that music, with the acting going on, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. 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 It's, is there only <laughs> one song in the whole film? Only one song in the whole. It feels set. like that. I don't, I feels like there, there's maybe some kind of, uh, amb- ambience music going on but uh really really often you just hear that and you're like uh oh <laughs> is is there um is the, the premise of this one is like because i saw the remake recently which also is jamie mm. lee curtis it's not really it's actually like a yeah, sequel the premise is, is basically you have this character of pure evil um but, who's but Mike, it, michael sorry michael but is it he he does he like bust out of an insane asylum or something well it starts with him as a child and then he he uh he does his uh, act of great evil which means that he's going to get locked up and then it's 20 years later and uh his psychiatrist is going there to recommend that he stays locked up forever or something like that mm. and on the way to the insane asylum insane asylum did i say the sane asylum yeah <laughs> the that's where we asylum. live <laughs> he uh he escapes and then the movie sort of really starts begins and uh it's yeah it's really high strong tense spooky jumpy scary stuff uh i think if you're not into that kind of thing which i thought i wasn't from now on i'm gonna go looking for those films i didn't used to like that but uh if you're looking for that kind of thing it is the best that Mm. i've seen of that yeah it's it's a great one and i think a cool thing as well in it is the fact that it is halloween in the movie means that he can kind of walk around relatively freely in the street because everyone's trick-or-treating and when they see him they don't think anything of him because he's He's able to just walk around in his um, William Shatner mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the mask. Yeah, I think. Yeah, just a William Shatner mask that I think they painted white or something. So <laughs> imagine like your face was used as a yeah something to terrify people. Yeah, that's my face. <laughs> yeah, horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, you should you should watch the the new one was actually pretty good. Like the most recent one that came out, I liked it a lot. Um, it's pretty much the same formula, but. What does Michael Myers just keeps coming back? And is it the same person? I, think he, I literally think he just busts out of prison again. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he did it. He did it once. So he could do it I again. can't see it going wrong because it's like they've got their concept down. Like it does. I'm not, you know, you don't, if you don't buy into that, don't watch the movie. Mm. And if you buy into that, you're going to enjoy it. But th- this is one of those ones like the, like the Jason Voorhees Friday the 13th ones. They've made like tons of them just because mm. people keep watching them and uh i'm pretty sure there's a halloween in space i think there's one where mike myers oh, is in God. space yeah so they've really they've really pushed it out there another <laughs> another interesting thing about uh michael myers is he's not um like jason Voorhees and freddy krueger who i think would be the two other 
main horror icons. Um, he's like not. He doesn't have any like superpower. He's not supernatural in any way. He's yeah. just like a psycho. Yeah, that's what's really. I think that it does set it apart. Where you instead of having this kind of supernatural element that you kind of have in in most spooky films mm. of possession or some sort of magic happening, uh, like in all the other films we've watched. Uh, this week this is just a pure evil individual and um going around and i guess it, why it hits home is because i think like inbuilt in the human psyche is kind of like the fear of that happening because that could happen to anyone right hypothetically mm. it doesn't uh because these people don't really exist yeah <laughs> or thankfully. They do. <laughs> i think the reality is more that it's just not that easy to break out of insane asylums it's true yeah yeah like you can't do it like five or six times i've tried folks <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to break in. Let me in. <laughs> no, Mark. I've yeah, told you please. before. <laughs> Take me. I need some material for this horror movie I'm writing. Um, but yeah, no, that's a great one. And I think you should watch other, uh, I think you should watch other John Carpenter films too. He has a lot of cool yeah, ones. Yeah. Um, the Thing. Have you ever seen this? No. What's The Thing? <laughs> it's, I think that's a John Carpenter film. It's about, it just sounds funny saying, what's the thing? Yeah. <laughs> It's like about people in a, in a, in, I think it's like some kind of research base in, in Antarctica or it's some snowy place anyway. Okay. And, uh, there's this alien. What the alien does is it takes over your body. Mm. So different people become the alien and you never know who's the alien. Oh Jesus. You know what I mean? And then it makes them want to kill you. Um, okay. And then it can also kind of do other weird stuff, but it's a really cool idea because then you're all there and, and they're all like turn on each other. Who is like, it? Who's the, oh Jesus. Yeah. Really cool idea for maybe you should check that one out. Um, Back to another classic, a classic of all classics, the horror movie, the horror movie of all horror movies, mm. The Exorcist. Yeah. Again, I think we're taking a step. I, it's funny because Rosemary's Baby, very slow paced. Nothing really supernatural happens in that film. Halloween, I guess Halloween's again, nothing supernatural happens, but it's a lot more jump scary. And The Exorcist is nearly kind of somewhere in between. So I watched it for the first time last week, maybe. Um, But yeah, here's what I thought of it. So I just watched The Exorcist for the first time. Um, it's funny because I just turned on my TV in my kitchen and now it's set to like the religious channel and there's a priest on the screen, Father Spitzer's Universe. Um, that's funny, I've never seen this channel before. Maybe it's a, a sign. The Global Catholic Network. Um, but yeah, I uh, watched The Exorcist, really cool movie. Um, like obviously quite old and dated and the special effects are a bit funny looking now but really good and like definitely different to like how horror films are made now it's not even really like a conventional horror film it's very story oriented like really focuses on the different characters who are involved in the exorcism or whatever I mean, I like the kind of setup of, like, the woman whose kid it is, she's, like, a movie star and she's famous, but it doesn't go too much into that. That's just kind of, like, her job. So she's on, you see her on set and stuff, but it's never, there's never scenes about her being famous or anything like that. And I guess that's a, another difference of old films versus new films. It seems like with old movies, they kind of only include stuff. They don't go into more detail about stuff than is necessary for the story. I don't know, that's kind of a generalisation, but that seems to be the way. But, uh... Yeah, I really liked it. The The acting is all pretty good. As I said, the special effects are, are definitely dated. And man, I can I can really see why it's such an infamous movie. Because considering the year that it came out, some of the stuff that, like, when the girl's possessed, some of the stuff she says and does is just like, fuck. Even by, you know, 2019 standards, I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, really dark dark stuff but uh yeah really good like i wouldn't say you know it's the best film ever made or anything like that uh but i definitely definitely liked it definitely thought it was a good story again it, it's one of those ones where because it's kind of an old horror film a lot of stuff nowadays that you consider to be halloween or <laughs> scary movie tropes and stuff are in that and you're like i wonder if they just came from that rather than that just having those things as well um but yeah great if you haven't seen it you should watch it uh it's like such a classic movie and so much stuff that happens in it i was like ah like it's nearly one of those ones it's like when i watched the godfather for the first time and certain things happened i was like ah yes i remember this from the simpsons and stuff like that like so much stuff is so referenced in popular culture that i uh, nothing was too shocking um but 
it's nice to to understand it and yeah good good movie mm. that was a nice nice rambling review there <laughs> uh, i was very i was very tired um i actually watched the exorcist because like happened to you before mm. uh at agnes varda by agnes oh i was in uh, the ifi and there's a, a blackout so we were supposed to go see something what is wrong with the ifi's power system i don't know I don't I, know. i've heard of that happening to someone else before uh, they need to get another <laughs> i don't know whatever whatever makes electricity they need, they a, need a backup uh source of Ge- power diesel generator yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the back <laughs> we need more diesel the um, that's crazy so it happened i had a power cut what time in the day did you get the power cut 20 past 10 p.m 20 past 10 mm, yeah i just ran the same time as me so we we got home and, and i turned the exit we turned the exit on as uh this is me and my dad uh put the exorcist on at about maybe like half 11 mm. so it was a bit bit tired and um, so you, that's why my, my review is a bit bit mm. rambly but still really really liked it it was another similar to rosemary's baby it was another one of those ones mm. where from the start i was like because you know when when films are so common commonly known or so famous you yeah. kind of feel like you know what they're about yeah. and the opening scene is like in iraq and i was like what like <laughs> iraq yeah. what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah i know what you're talking about they're they're having yeah. like an archaeological dig in iraq and i was like what is going on here another funny thing was that you actually you might have recorded the review uh, the night before, but you actually sent it at 10 in the morning. Yeah. And I had this weird image of you like waking up, having breakfast and watching The Exorcist. <laughs> I thought it was the weirdest Saturday morning yeah. ever. Cup of coffee and just, <laughs> yeah. Shit your pants. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's cool. And it was also, it was good as well because it, 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 obviously the main storyline is, uh, is, you know, the girl gets possessed and all this horrible, horrible stuff happens to her. But, uh, it's also primarily focused around the the priest who carries out the exorcism himself. He's going through various issues in his life. He's having trouble with, with his faith and stuff mm. like that. And he's kind of he's in a position where he is um, a psychologist. So mm-hmm. he's he's helping a lot of people through the church, but he himself is having his own issues. And yeah. then this issue with the girl getting possessed arises, and it it's got a it's it's an interesting. Um, yeah, it's an interesting side story that's the not... The character work. Yeah, 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 which yeah. is great. I really liked it. Do you know who plays the priest? Is it a famous person? No, but I know it was originally... I I know that Al Pacino was supposed to... Because I, I, when I'm thinking of the priest, I'm imagining Al Pacino. He, that's he really looks weird. like him, actually. He does look yeah, quite like him. That's odd. And it's a, if, it's a real funny... Well, it's a real interesting depiction of, of a priest because... Um, I, like... like I think you said before with school teachers, like you always imagine your teachers teach class and then they go home and they do oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same with priests. You imagine priests say mass and they just go and sit in silence in their house and then they wake up the next day and say mass. But like it shows the priest going to uh, like going for beers in the pub with other priests and it shows him like he's a boxer. So he goes to a boxing gym That's and like really hitting a punch yeah. bag and running around a running track and stuff. I'm like, oh, like priests can actually. They can't. They can actually do other stuff. Only on Hollywood films. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like American priests. They, they, yeah, that's that's that was the most fictional yeah. thing in the whole film. There was a funny. Um, <laughs> no, uh, uh, my brother was in. Niels was in uh, Australia, and he went to a St. Patrick's Day mass. And uh, the mm-hmm. priest who gave the you know the mass had an Australian accent, and Niels found it really hard to grasp because he thought all priests had to have Irish accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even in the movies, most of the time they have Irish accents. And yeah. he's like, this priest is not a priest yeah the lord be with you mate <laughs> it's like no. excuse me yeah yeah it is a very yeah just irish thing the roman catholic um, the black robe but you 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 haven't seen it have you no i've never watched it it's it, i do i i guess similarly to you i do feel like i've seen it i feel like i've seen it through all the times it's been referenced in culture mm. and i also i mean um I feel like The Exorcist is just like the horror movie. When I grew up, it was always like The Exorcist. I knew mm. about it. I've known about it as long as I can remember. Yeah. Uh, it's like The Exorcist, uh, the super scary, the most scary film yeah. you could think possible. It was banned in Ireland. And I think culturally that uh, like that must have done something to yeah. the psyche over here that people probably just think it is just so terrible that it's not even worth like ever seeing. Yeah. You know? I, I remember, yeah, I definitely remember thinking when I was younger that The Exorcist was this film that was like, it was nearly like immoral to, to watch yeah, it or like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't watch it because it's it's very, 
yeah, that's just very sinister and it's kind of a dirty film that you just yeah. shouldn't watch. And I, now that I've seen it, it's like, it's totally, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but you def, as I said in the voice message, at, when you consider the time it was made, like some, whatever about the kind of blasphemous <laughs> sides of it, some of the stuff that that girl actor says and does in that film, I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> like she's like, what, 11 or 12? Is the actor 11 or 12? Or do you think they got like an adult to do it? She's definitely not an adult. Um, like I saw, I, I did actually see this week on some uh, movie Instagram that I saw them putting on the makeup and I was looking at the kid and unless it's just an old looking kid, I was like, maybe that's an adult in kids. Because how could you get an, a kid to say these awful things? Then again, it was the 70s. Yeah, they, they didn't care. <laughs> no, it's definitely a kid. Like she, she, yeah. I don't know. Well, she looks like a kid. Like she, <laughs> she does have kind of a kind of an, a woman head you know what i mean you ever <laughs> yeah. see kids that kind of like they're, they're kids but they kind of look like they're yeah. uh, they kind of carry themselves like adults she, i guess she's a bit like that but even still like she's it's not a nice role for anyone to play really like a kid or not a kid but um it's interesting it's always kids in horror movies as well it's always um a child getting murdered or a child getting possessed mm. uh the shining has kids in it yeah uh, dr sleep also has kids being murdered in it. uh rosemary's baby um you know, in uh, Halloween, it's a child that does the murder at the mm. start. It's always children. It's uh, Well, it's because kids, are, I guess, are kind of pure and innocent. And when you see them being corrupted, you're like, oh, what does this mean for the adults? <laughs> like if the kids... It's difficult. It's like when we're watching pre- pregnant women do yoga. Yeah. It's just kind of difficult to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good. <laughs> so that, that, that makes me think. So like we have like Rosemary's Baby is kind of a slow psychological thing. Um Halloween is is very fast and just like jump scares. Hmm. The Exorcist is kind of between the two, but it does have the character study hmm. element. Where would you slot old Doctor Sleep in? Doctor Sleep, I guess uh, it's interesting that um, this week I or the last two weeks I've really invested a lot in horror in a way that hmm. I haven't done before, and I'm realizing that in terms of genre, it's very very wide. I think you have hmm. thrillers and uh, suspense films that all slot into horrors and. People are always saying things like uh, the most famous horror to win the Academy Awards, the Big Five Academy Awards, is Silence of the Lambs. You can watch Silence of the Lambs and go, is that really a horror? No. Um, like, right? But but people commonly put it in that bracket. <laughs> yeah. It's similarly like... Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, similarly like The Shining. I mean, is The Shining really a horror? It, it's kind of more suspenseful. and people I would are say often, The Shining's a horror. But like, it's, 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 I, I guess I'm saying is that the bracket is really, really wide. Yeah, yeah. And um, what I would say is that uh, Doctor Sleep is a spooky thriller. A spooky thriller. But I think very easily you could lump it in with the rest of horror because it's, it's such a wide bracket. Mm, yeah, okay. And yeah, I guess it's kind of, it can kind of get a bit silly, I suppose, trying to categorize. It's the same with music being yeah. like, what what genre of music is this? House mm. or techno? As we're always chatting about, Killian. Yeah, yeah. What do you prefer, house or techno? It's like, always it's, for me. It's house or techno. That's all I talk about. It's really. impossible to decide. <laughs> we have a separate podcast that's just house or techno. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just play a song and then we discuss whether it, whether it's a house song or a techno. So it's yeah. We've got a million subscribers. So uh, <laughs> the um. So do you have do you have any? Uh, oh, actually, quickly, you watched yeah. you watched uh, Glengarry Glen Ross. I did. I watched. Glengarry Glen Ross I absolutely loved it mm. I was a huge fan of Glengarry Glen Ross I think the acting is amazing I think the the story is amazing I think the tempo and mm. the, the tone of it is amazing I love that it's basically in real time almost mm-hmm. um, the pacing the amount of monologues I really like uh, plays that get turned well into films mm. it reminds me of uh, Fences even though it's completely separate but it had a similar style on how you knew that you were watching a play, but plays are great. I never go see them, but it's great. You have all these people like, uh, I don't know, giving long, interesting monologues that are extremely well written. Yeah. Uh, It was brilliant. Yeah, it was great. There's so much in it. It's really rich. Yeah. uh, Delivered by uh, the best actors going. Yeah. I think it's a real, it's a real success to be able to like, uh, to be able to make a film that takes place in, in three rooms. It's like a restaurant, Mm. a house and a, and an office. And make it really exciting and kind of engaging and stuff. I think that's a, it shows just how good it is and how much effort they put into the writing and, and all that. So Yeah, so that's, I guess, for me to come in and recommend a film for you this week is mm-hmm. The Rope by Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. Uh, the master king of suspense films. The Rope is almost in real time and it's set in 
one apartment. Oh, so similar. And, um, yeah. and it's really, really, really good. Uh, I hope you hope you enjoy it. Um, I, it's it's got yeah. It's it's. I think it's set in two rooms, and okay. it's just uh, something bad has happened, and then you're watching uh, this dinner party that happens immediately after the bad thing that's happened, and it's it never lets up. I really like it. So so the bad thing happens, and then a dinner party is going on, and you're seeing yeah, interesting, cool. Yeah. It's that really, good. really well done. Nice. I look forward to that. Anything for me this week? Yeah. So as as you are getting progressively uh, more into horror, it seems, mm. um, I want to recommend It Follows, which is a cool oh, film. Oh, okay. Yeah. That came out, came out in the last few years. I think it came out maybe like 2015, but it's one of the more recent horror films that definitely fall more into, I guess, the Halloween kind of style of, it's quite jump scary, but it's a really good one. It's a really well-made thing. It's about... Um, kind of like a possession or kind of a haunting thing that happens to you where this creature demon thing follows you around and if it catches up with you it kills you so you have to constantly avoid it and the only way you can pass it on to someone else is as if it was a, an std so if you have sex with someone oh it, yeah it follows them Sexually transmitted demon yeah yeah <laughs> exactly so so you uh oh. you have to have sex with people that sounds I, pretty trashy yeah i know it sounds like a setup for a really trashy film but it's it's not like it's there actually isn't i don't even think there's any sex scenes in it which is interesting very different it, from the 70s the movies the old 70s movies we've mm. watched the horror films because there's a lot of unnecessary breasts in yeah, those films. <laughs> they love it no i don't think there's a single breast and it follows um <laughs> breasts <laughs> very odd yeah i don't know why i said that we're intellectuals uh, <laughs> The uh, but yeah, really cool film, really good, good premise, really scary, exciting. The kind of concept of having something slowly trudging after you, and no matter where you go, it's gonna. It, if you fly to Australia, it's not gonna get there for a while, but it'll get there eventually because it walks everywhere. Oh, um, Jesus, and it can. I think it can walk. It can walk under the sea. Okay, so uh, the sea. but yeah, definitely check it out. I loved it. I've seen it a good few times actually. Um, okay, I will check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that will end Halloween season and we will roll into Netflix November, yeah. as we're going to call it, because there's a lot of really good films coming out on Netflix. Well, we haven't seen them yet, mm -hmm. we're assuming. Uh, so this week I want to watch um, The Irishman, all mm -hmm. three hours and 40 minutes of uh, Martin Scorsese's new film. What are you going to watch? I'm also going to watch The Irishman. I also, I'm keen to see that one, The King. Um, it's got Robert Pattinson in it, and, and I think an Timothy Irish Timothy Chamelay is in it. Timothy as well. Chamelay, yeah, <laughs> um, Chamelay, Chamelay. That looks great. I don't really know a lot about it. I just remember watching the trailer once and going like, "Yeah, cool." It does look good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then the the did you watch Breaking Bad? Um, I I really don't like Breaking Bad. Cool. Um, well, maybe we'll <laughs> cool. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna watch. There's a movie of that that's out now that follows There's on a movie from, on Breaking Bad yeah it's kind of like follows on the character Jesse as far as I know it follows okay. on what he did after the, the series ended should People. have died in the desert where it belongs no mm. okay man uh, it's a fucking good show <laughs> this is not a TV show podcast fair um, <laughs> also the Between Two Ferns film might watch that yeah yeah I was meant to see it a couple of weeks back but yeah Zach Galifianakis has a Between Two Ferns film so I'm gonna watch an adaptation of that TV show or internet show and you can watch your um what is it? Uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. It's Breaking called. Bad. Yeah. It's called. What's the name of that big walk that people do? The, the Camino. The Camino. It's called El Camino. El, El Camino. Yeah, 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 that's what the film's called. Okay. Wait. What, are you not going to watch Roma as well? Oh yeah, Roma. Jesus. Have yeah. you not seen that? No, I haven't seen. Roma I do. Yet. You whatever bit it follows, you simply must watch. I turned Roma on the first five minutes of it uh, at like I think ten o'clock, and Oof. I was like, uh, I can't do this right now. That's it. That's a, that's a no later than eight. You yeah. want to be putting that on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I felt like I needed to be emotionally prepared for it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real. It'll, it'll, you'll be tired after it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. I think uh, I also would like to say, you know, I think this this format's. I never would have thought that this would be better than doing it over a video call on my phone, but yeah, it's a lot better. <laughs> There's something about being in the same physical space and talking face to face with someone that is much better than talking through a small tin box. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe we should, we should, we should. The candles keep it help, up. don't they? Yeah, it's also help with the spooky aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we should wrap up. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening to MK Ultra Film. 
uh, to the podcast. Thanks for getting this far. Uh, mm-hmm. We really enjoyed it. We hope you weren't too spooked and scared by our spooky, scary special. Uh, our brothers just got to the door, so we have to go. <laughs> but if you liked it, listen to our old episodes. And uh, I'm going to get the door. Mark, can you finish this off? Yeah, just just uh, follow us on um, Instagram at MKUltraFilm. If you want to send us an email, it's MKUltraFilm at gmail.com. Um, I'd also like to take this opportunity to to say that Killian is a man of very poor taste. And anyone who considers Dr. Sleep to be a good film doesn't deserve to have their opinion heard by anyone. Wow, look at this. Killian's new room. like it. It's still recording. It's still recording. But, uh, just great do? to feature here on Killian and Mark's just get, podcast. Just get right in there. Niels, uh, what was What's the last film? film you saw? Jesus. Long, long time ago. <laughs> the last film I've seen, it might have been maybe Lord of the Rings. In the cinema. <laughs> in the cinema. <laughs> the release date, was it? You saw Lord of the Rings? <laughs> in the cinema, it, yeah, it probably was, yeah. No, it might have been... i seen The Hobbit in 3D, actually, um... 10 years ago. Two, and, you know, they did that thing where it was 240 volts. Do you know the thing? 48 frames per second. 48 frames per second. Nothing. <laughs> 40 volts. <laughs> it was really bright. Well, you know that thing they did? I can't remember. You know, it was a big thing then. And it was like, um, oh, geez, there's my GBS. But the, but, and they gave us all the goggles and stuff. And then we were watching it for about an hour. And then one guy stood up. It looked kind of odd. But um, everyone was just like, oh. Like, I guess it's meant to look like that. That's the new trick. It was kind of Emperor's new new clothes kind of scenario. And then one guy got up and just said, this is fucking shite. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not fucking working. <laughs> and he went outside and he got someone yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. cinema. And then they confirmed that it was actually not working at all. And then um, <laughs> they stopped the video. Yeah, They stopped the screening and then like rejigged it and then started playing it. And then it was working. And when they gave us all refunds, but it was a pretty funny, <laughs> pretty, pretty funny sort of scenario to be yeah. in.